is het kassiercijfers. Welcome to the Garcia Diaries podcast. I'm your co-host, Bethany Garcia. And I'm the other co-host here, Anthony Garcia. Um, it's been it's been a little while since we've released a new episode, and we are going to explain why. We've had a lot of messages and comments and whatever asking if we had quit. We did not. We did not quit. We just needed to take a breather after, you know, some things that went down life life happened we just kind of had to take a break so we don't we didn't quit we're not quitters over here yeah but uh we just definitely needed to take a step back and just kind of chill relax and figure some shit out so yeah but uh, i think the last podcast we did was in august yes august 1st well, i think since then the girls they started school back in school Yep, that's been a big adjustment, having both the girls in school um, for, I think, the whole family. It's been been a huge adjustment, so we've been, we've been keeping pretty busy with that, trying to manage lives around the school schedule. And Anthony's been at the school almost every day. He volunteers and helps with lunch, and it's so cute. Oh, yeah. He's like the Mr. Mom at school. But uh, I know for myself... Having two kids in school and trying to just kind of adjust from being around, especially Harlem 24-7, to kind of releasing her been kind of, been kind of difficult. Um, We're two two months in now, so obviously now it's pretty easy, but I mean, early on it was... It's hard. It was really tough. It's hard when you're like handing over this life that's been literally formed by you and you alone. And you're putting it into an environment where it's, like, being shaped by everything around it. Like, all the other kids, the teachers, the helpers, every single one of them is imprinting on her. And it's just kind of, like, scary if you think about it. Or cool if you think about it, like, however your perspective is. But, like, all of these people are not having an effect on her life. And especially for myself, like, I'm the the helicopter dad, so... I've been so involved in everything, you know, prior to school starting. I still want to be involved, but then at the same time, it's like, hey, I have to kind of release her. Let go a little. Do you think the girls like having you there for lunches twice a week? I think, yes, I do. Um, I think they do like it now. Um, I'm sure one day there's going to... I was going to say, I think they're at the age where it's cool to have your dad there. But one day they're not going to want me around, and so I guess right now I'm going to take advantage of that as... Uh, much as I can um but uh yeah so I mean catch me at the school two three days a week doing my thing <laughs> so they should put me on payroll but that's a story that's another for another story. day um but uh <laughs> so it's been two months since we've done a podcast what's changed so in we're the past three, three months? wait we're three months into me you know being home staying home and I will tell you it's been great and it's been pretty shitty, <laughs> but we've uh, we've went through some things. We've made some changes, some choices. Life changing events have happened. Um, yeah, in the past month. And it, it's all for the better. All for you know the good, the future of the Garcia family for 
Bethany and I. So it's uh, it's been fun, but uh, fun. That's not how I I would describe it. Oh, it's been I emotionally it's exhausting. Yeah. You think it's fun? I will say this. I'm so much more busier now. <laughs> I feel like than I was when I was working a nine to five. Like yeah. Where the heck? But you is weren't time? even working a nine to five either. You were working like a six to six. Yeah, but I feel like I had more. Like I don't even have time during the day to sit down and watch TV. I feel like. Yeah. Welcome to my world. <laughs> um, but uh, it's we're we're still going strong. Um, there's only been a couple of times when I've contemplated going back to work. A couple. <laughs> but uh, we're chugging, so you know. Yeah. Gonna get back into the vibe of things. We'll stop uh, beating around the bush here. And uh, what did we do that was... So life-changing? Yeah. Well, we can't say exactly what we did. Yeah, we can't say... Okay, here's the thing, you guys. If we tell you, then we'll have to kill you. But <laughs> So we won't tell you like any... We can't say network, show name, any like descriptive details because of our like NDA and contract and all that good stuff. But we can say we filmed an episode for a reality television show... And it will be on a major network. Network. And it's from your cable provider. Yeah. It's airing in January. And it was the most intense, emotionally exhausting, insane two weeks of my life. Like it was literally every night I like told Anthony, like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Like I just want this to be over. I just want this to be over. And then, like, on the last day, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm kind of sad that this is over. I will say, though, like, I 100% understand why, I feel like especially childhood actors, people, kids that grow up in the spotlight of ovaries, having your life kind of looked at through a microscope, micro, microscope? Yeah, That's microscope. It. No, what's the big thing? The magnifying glass. Oh, okay why they like, either either one works why they turn and start to like do hardcore drugs and my my Go guy crazy. from home alone like, their head. i understand why you you know why you kind of just fell off because for two weeks like i i couldn't like pass gas without somebody hearing no i literally had it when i went to the bathroom i would say can you please turn my mic off and then i would go to the bathroom and like cross my fingers that the sound guy's on a creep but no he was so nice he was so nice um but <laughs> after that i mean i had makes it makes sense now and i feel for people that uh have to grow up in that not have saying that spotlight not saying it's like horrible you know it was, it it was, was fun. horrible it was, oh it was, it was fun. fun but horrible all right but enough stalling <laughs> because it was some some heavy heavy stuff yeah and Obviously, I can only speak from my perspective because I'm myself. But for me, this the experience was life changing. Would you agree, or is that just for myself? No, I totally agree. Like it was completely life changing, life altering. Like I feel like everything's just different now, and I feel like there's still things that we're like working A good through. Different. Yeah. Like way better, <laughs> way better. There's still things that we're working through and trying to adjust and trying to figure out, but just overall, like I feel so much happier. I'm like <laughs> getting emotional right now. I've been 
talking about it. So without getting too deep, let's get pretty deep. It was like therapy for myself. It was like, here's how I would describe the whole experience. It's like therapy. So just imagine like your typical therapy session where they're peeling away layers and you're getting emotional and you're exposed. It was like that, but for 10 days straight and filmed. (laughs) Like it was so intense. And I have to say like going into it, I thought it was going to be completely different than what it was. Like my expectations were completely different and not like in a good or bad way just like it was completely not how I had pictured going into it and the focus was really on you and me versus you know there's a lot obviously as a family there's probably a lot of issues in every family whether it's like the kids misbehaving or how you parent or whatever but the the whole thing was just very very focused on you and i in our marriage same for myself like i went into this uh process probably with the wrong intentions um you know tv show obviously the garcia diaries is our livelihood and so for me it was like hey any exposure is good exposure so i was just going into this like hey We'll go through the motion. I'll go through the motions. Um, you know, say whatever. But did I you think we were a good fit for this? I did. I, I yes, I did think we were a good fit, but I didn't think we were like the same as everyone else. Or, or I, I kind of felt like well, we're like yes, we have issues, but we're better than yeah everyone else that's ever See, done this. And for me, it was like. I didn't want the exposure of all that because I knew (laughs) like how shitty everything is and so I was like oh my god like I don't want that on tv like I don't want this side of me shown well the thing for me it was like hey so it's like opposite for us getting the name the brand out there like the more people that follow you that you know that are involved in the Garcia Diaries that's more money what, what it boils down to and for myself it was like i kind of felt like hey we've already opened up about so much of our lives like it wouldn't be out of the norm for us to do you know it's not like it's not like we've painted this picture of this perfect family that doesn't have issues you know what i mean people everyone listening to this everyone that follows you knows like hey we We have have issues. issues yeah right and most or everyone whether they want to admit it or not has issues yeah no one's perfect so i kind of felt like hey we've already exposed ourselves you know allowed people to you know we've talked about in-depth crap and stuff like that that what's what's a camera on our face you know yeah what's 24 7 um, um and you're right like i totally wasn't expecting it to go the way it did yeah but it was everything that we needed didn't know we needed but everything we weren't looking for yeah um, it's just so crazy like just even thinking about it because you know when we were going through the the mo the process of like getting ready for this and it was like such a long process of like a million different steps and through every step i was like oh i kind of hope we don't make it to the next round i kind of hope we don't make it to the round next round and you were the one that was like 
like we need we should do this we should do this we should do this and I'm like oh I don't really want to do it and it's just crazy how it turned out to help us so freaking much in ways that we never could have imagined in ways that we never like knew that we needed and uh before we go any further with this um it's just crazy how even even for like for myself like how you can put the blinders on and think like and say like oh hey like yes i know we have issues or 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 that we're we need improvement in this area but like i could justify some actions does that make sense like even for like even for us like because there were things that like we kind of shared about ourselves but we didn't share all of it Mm. or there were things that we were going through um that not that we compared to anyone in specifically but like oh well there's people that are going through this so this is why this would make this is what makes our problems fine or you know does that make sense like you kind of downplay it yeah to our followers like hey we've we've shared stories we've shared past things that we've gone through um but we we still kind of kept you know it's like you keep some things private private exactly but I think even for ourselves, like, we knew we had issues, and we would deal with them with a Band-Aid, right? We yeah. would just push them aside. Yeah. Not realizing the long-term uh, effects they would have on us. Yeah. Um, and I know you had, you posted something on Instagram, and there's something I want you to clarify, though, because you got messages, and people thought, like, our marriage in that moment was on the brink of destruction i don't think it was though oh when i posted that we had done the show and that i said our our marriage was hanging on by a thread and i didn't even know and that it helped us and blah blah blah. you're talking about that yes so yeah i think i chose my words wrong in that instance just because i more more so meant that our marriage wouldn't have survived like another five years or another 10 years or if it did we would have been fucking miserable in that moment like we didn't no. have divorce papers no, no, on no. the table but no we were able to realize like hey it was things this that isn't like, sustainable yes exactly it was things that it was like if we had kept going how we were we would have either just been miserable hated our lives or we would have ended up divorced and i had i don't doubt that we would have probably gotten divorced because we're both so stubborn and hard-headed and i'm not talking about tomorrow i'm talking about maybe 10 15 years from now when we have nothing in common and don't even know how to talk to each other because all the kids are out of the house like that was the most important thing for us i think is like learning how to you know be a couple without the kids exactly so i'll just kind of kick it off here um but things that you learned i learned went through about myself went through um and then we'll just kind of kick it to you um so for me and i've I've said it on this podcast before um there were moments in my childhood in my younger days that were pretty shitty um you know i've seen things gone through things heard things had to experience things um that really no one should ever have to go through um obviously there's people out there that were brought up in worse situations than i have but um but it's all relative exactly but for me is i've always been someone who i've always looked at those things and always said hey i'm i'm gonna do better you Mm -hmm. know i'm not gonna put my kids through those situations or i don't ever want my kids to feel those feelings that i felt 
at certain times. Right. Um, and I feel like for myself, the bad things kind of motivated me and pushed me more than the good things. Um, because I, I, th- I believe that there were more, I don't want to say maybe not bad, but more negative things that happened than positives. So I carried that with me, you know, all through life, even so now. So I've always gone through, you know, before I had kids as going out, you know, as obviously I'm still a father now, but it's, hey, I want to be better, different, you know, change things. But, uh, and I think the hardest thing for me, and I'm going to get it out there now, I cried. I cried. I cried. It was because I realized that I had become and was becoming everything that I had told myself I would never do or that I never wanted to put my kids in those situations. For example, there were times when I'd wake up in the middle of the night and my parents were just beating on each other or... I'd come, I came home from school one time and there was blood all over the house and the laundry washing machine and my mom was nowhere to be found and I thought my dad had killed my mom. Things like that. So I don't, you know, and that, that fear that I, that I had, I always said like, hey, I'd never put my hands on a woman. Mm-hmm. I'd never beat Bethany or, and hit Bethany because I know how that made me feel as a kid when I would see that and experience that. But on the flip side... I learned that I was doing that exact same thing, but with my mouth. I was verbally lashing out at Bethany, low blows, cutting deep, things like that, that I didn't realize were having that same effect on my kids. And to the point to where my son would turn around and talk to to his mom in the same way that I would, and... You know, he was kind of feeding off that, or Brooklyn would come to me and say, Dad, quit being mean to mom, things like that. That I was like, Oh, just kind of shrugged off, not realizing that at the end of the day, I was verbally abusive with my tongue and not realizing the impact that that was having not only on Bethany but to the kids, and that I was creating that hostile environment that I had grown up in but just me you know that coming up calling you know calling a spade a spade that's what I was doing it literally like shook you shook me and it I was so embarrassed I was so ashamed that that's who I was becoming and that's you know I was it was literally a repeat cycle right even I wasn't beating Bethany physically but I was beating her down with my words and oh man like I've never felt worse than in that moment and I just kind of broke down I think we had to stop filming too after a second because you were just having a panic attack like like literally like I just wanted to if I was a turtle I would have gone into my shell and not have come out because I was so disgusted with myself and I knew I knew Obviously, I knew it was wrong, right? Right. To talk in that manner, to be rude, condescending, whatever, however, whatever you want to say. I knew it was wrong, but in my head, I would justify it, right? Well, I'm not 
putting my hands putting on my you. hands on you. Yeah, I shouldn't be talking to you like this, but I'm not doing other things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And this is like kind of what we were talking about. Like we talk about our problems here and there, and we we were real, but there are some things that are kept more private that are like swept under the rug. Like I'm not going to get up on the podcast like in previous episodes and say oh anthony's verbally abusive to me but we never i never even thought of it as that i just like that was just our dynamic and we didn't know any different and we had come we had become so comfortable Mm -hmm. in in that you you would talk to me that way i talked to you that you know it was just like it wasn't right but it was what we were used to it was toxic we would you know in people would bring it up and we'd be like hey that's just the way we are yeah and i i would like i literally had someone bring it up in the past and i was like what are you talking about like he's not rude he's not condescending he's not mean like he blah 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 blah. and looking back now i'm like i'm just thinking like oh my god like people could see it yeah but we couldn't um and the biggest thing i learned in all this in in i was so focused on not being the exact same person or same parent that I had, right? I, I didn't want my kids to go through the exact same things that I went through, had the same struggles and, and things like that, that I didn't realize I was creating those same problems just in, in different ways. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like I realized like, hey, yes, some things in my childhood and my life have sucked, but I've been so focused on those things that I didn't realize the issues that I was creating for my own kids in my own marriage, in my relationship with my wife. So I, I had to take a, a step back. And obviously, I love my parents. I forgive them. They were only doing what they what knew, they knew mm-hmm. what they had been raising and i'm sure they were trying to make a better situation than what they they came from toxic cycle uh, exactly and you know say you know what what happened happened it it's molded me it's shaped me into who i am today but from this day going forward i'm not worried about what happened to me and that projecting that onto my kids i'm going to start fresh we're going to create our own narrative luckily we went through this when our while our kids are still so young yeah brooklyn will probably be the only one that remembers this whole thing yeah and i i still have time to rewrite the story story. Mm -hmm. and brooklyn harlem deuce bronx won't have to remember their dad as being some grumpy jerk who talked down to his wife and yelled all the time and had was filled with anger and rage but that i could change myself work on myself you know treat bethany the way that i would want my daughters to be treated how i want my son to treat his wife and life changing like cycles broken it sucks like sucks realizing how crappy of a person you are even because for myself like i thought we were doing great you know we were better we had you know my my kids have more what does it call the word momentary yeah physical things and they have all the toys they could ever want and you know we 
I, I was just focused on the wrong things because at the end of the day it was like okay well i i can go buy my kids these material things and they're living a better life than i live exactly and that makes it all okay. and i'm not beating you yeah <laughs> and things like that yeah. so but none of that matters you know what i mean i would you know try to try to fill the void of myself or my problems by buying them toys Mm -hmm. and you know instead of working on myself and being the most amazing father that i can be i wasn't focused on that but i think i'm rambling on a little bit um but for me like it's a it's a trickle down how i treat you how i i really feel like you like set the tone of the day for like wow, everyone it's a lot on my shoulders it's a lot of pressure i know but it, i i really feel like you just have that personality well, the like the bible says husbands <laughs> wife submit to your husbands i can't you sound like my dad right now uh, but, uh, but for me it, it was life-changing um i cried yeah don't be shocked i don't want to hear no nothing from nobody because i already told you guys I don't know if I'll ever cry again, but I cried. My life, like my, I never had like my core ever, like, that's it, just a crazy yeah. feeling. But, um, and it's, obviously it's what, been a month, yeah, two a month. almost. It's not, hasn't been perfect. And every day I'm having to examine what I say. Yeah. Before I say something, I'm actually thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's just like what they, the first step was acknowledging everything and now it's like every day we're just practicing. It's like practice, practice, practice to to be better and to change change it for ourselves and for our family, which sucks. And it's not a fun process. I will say that. Like it's all this self realization is not pretty or fun, but it's so freaking worth it. Exactly. And you know what? Because of the commitments that Bethany and I have made. One day, our kids aren't going to be able to have this conversation. They're yeah. not going to be able to use us as a crutch. That's the hope, you know? And that's the kind of, you know, it's, it's a great thing it to think about. Like, yeah. Our kids aren't going to be able to sit there and like, oh, my freaking dad. No, yeah. they're not. Because you know what? Dad worked on himself. He's continuing to work on himself to be the best version of himself that he can be for us. Yeah, it is it is like a freeing feeling to think about our kids in the future like not having to have therapy for childhood trauma. <laughs> like that will well, be t- childhood great. trauma from us. Yeah. So, for me, I learned how much of a dick I was, how horrible of a person I was even though I don't think I was that horrible. I was pretty bad. <laughs> you say that's so nonchalant. Um I mean, I can't get any lower than crying on live TV, like, whatever. But, uh, once again, I'm going to publicly apologize to my wife. God, I've been doing that a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry for the way I treated you, the way I've acted. Um, it's very immature. I'm still immature. don't know if I'll ever be fully mature. But, we are doing this. We're going to make some changes been good it's been hard every day is hard but so rewarding yeah but babe obviously you had a different upbringing you had different childhood than i had you had different emotions through this whole process isn't it crazy though how they said like 
we had such different childhoods and stuff, but our trauma is so similar. And, like, the way we deal with things, like, sh- like they kept basically saying, like, how similar we are. Well, yeah, because the way... And we're like, we're not similar. What are you talking well, about? Because, I, like, the way we reacted, it was how our parents reacted, right? Yeah. They would react in anger and so violence. basically and- what we learned is that Anthony's reaction, he lashes out and goes outward and, like, it's all out. When, how I react is I go inward. I, like, resent. I just go into my shell. Like, I go into this, like, dark hole and just like con- compress what sword not compress i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. just kind of shrivel up yeah i shrivel up and die no i just like kind of um hold it all in and so one of like the big things for me was like i was so scared of confrontation with anthony because of how i was raised and like the things i went through as a child and a teenager and so through all of these things like there were so many times where I didn't stand up for myself so many times where I didn't confront things that I didn't like or didn't bring things up that I wanted to bring up because I was just not I didn't want the confrontation I didn't want the reaction and so one of the things like we we basically retaught ourselves like how to have confrontation that's like healthy and normal um which I think has been really big for us. And obviously for me, there's still like that fear there just because like I still have to work through all those things like from my childhood, which is why like I basically, they recommended for me to like be with a childhood trauma therapist. Um, And so that's what I've been doing. And I'm trying to convince Anthony to to come with me. Not gonna happen. He doesn't want to go um i got enough therapy for my life he's like that that two weeks was enough for my whole life no it really was intense though and like it didn't give therapy a good look as far as something that you like want to go spill your guts out and cry the whole time (laughs) but it's for me i feel like it's i feel so much better um but like pause like side note like I'm an ugly crier. Like I don't know how to cry. Like, I don't cry much, so I was like, "You haven't had practice." Re- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I thought I was constipated. So like, that's even worse because oh like you God. cry all the time. So like, you you know how to cry. I don't like. I didn't know how to. I was just like. <laughs> just a side note. So why would I want to go to therapy? And I know not gonna happen. Yeah, no. I'm gonna pay someone to freaking tell them our problem this was fun because they paid us so. shut up oh my god <laughs> i can't with you but anyway back to you <laughs> yeah. um yeah so basically what was really eye-opening for me because it was like oh, i'm trying to say this without like giving things away but um give it away give it away, give it away. <laughs> we were told you know you were both raised in homes with domestic violence and childhood you both are like really have a ton of childhood trauma and i'm sitting there thinking no no i wasn't and they're like did your dad ever hit your mom yeah once or twice a few times once a month i don't know (laughs) i didn't keep count were you ever hit as a child yeah but and you know what i mean like and then the pieces just started like 
falling like I I just started seeing the full picture and I'm like oh my god like that's domestic violence and I never put that together in my head like I can do it for other people like I know Anthony was raised with domestic violence but I never put that together for myself and like once it has a label like that I'm just like oh my god like what the hell I never even realized there was moments where I'm trying to like discipline Deuce and he's being bad and I just start like laughing and they're like why are you why are you doing that why are you laughing you're supposed to be disciplining your child and I'm like I can't help it like I literally can't like and I and so basically we like got into that I was so triggered by how he's like screaming at me and reacting and whatever like everything in my parenting basically correlated to things I've gone through as a child and teenager and it was so incredibly eye-opening like I can't even put into words you guys will have to watch it um but (laughs) like I, I don't know it was just so crazy for me to realize that all these things have had such a long-term effect on me and like I want to be different for my kids like I want to change I want to be better like I don't want them to not take me seriously because I can't get through talking through something with them without laughing um I don't want them to not respect me because I lash out and I get angry when they're just like I don't know there's there's so many things that I've had to work through through the whole t- through the whole thing and I've also learned like how controlling I was because like I need to be in control of the situation or else I feel like when I'm not in control I feel like something bad's gonna happen or like I don't know well you do know I don't know it's just so hard to talk about it's easier to just say well, this I is don't know a podcast. <laughs> all you're doing is talking Oh, there was a lot of realization for things in my marriage of like when Anthony talks to me a certain way or treats me in a certain way and I just turn around and react by freaking out and I'm not saying what he's doing is right but like my reaction's not right either but my reaction is because of how I was treated and how my dad talked down to me like that and how I was treated and verbally abused as a child and so like my flight or fight response kicks in and sometimes I just like fight and I can't stop fighting and then it's just like takes such an emotional toll on me um and so we basically there was just so much learning that took place of like how to respond and react and just learning why we do these certain things and I can't believe how much of it correlated back to how we were raised. And, and that's so key because we both knew things weren't, not not right, but like things needed to be improved. Yeah. We needed to work on things because we, we talked about it constantly. Fight, and we would talk about it and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And then two days later, we were back to the, to the same old thing. Yeah. We didn't um, know how to break that and, cycle. But we, we couldn't understand like how to make changes with certain things if we didn't know the root cause of them right right um exactly that fight or flight is what we'd seen and that's all we knew so it was like either hey i'm gonna fight you until i win or i'm just gonna flight leave and concede and you you win you know what i mean yeah because i would just i'll just like walk away and at any given time and that's also like for me it's just like okay I have the last day by walking away 
and I feel like we would just fight and fight and fight because neither of us wanted to give in and be like I'm but then I also feel like I would come groveling back like every time like saying I'm sorry even if I didn't do anything wrong or if I didn't feel like I did anything wrong I would still be like I'm sorry exactly and here's what's crazy about this is because that's what you saw your mom do right right no matter what your mom would always come back and right apologize and try to fix the situation where with me my mom won't talk to you for a month yeah it's just crazy how it's basically like our moms got married (laughs) (laughs) exactly uh but in a nutshell we you know were raised in ways that affected us now Mm -hmm. um and we're just gonna do everything we can to to make those changes so that way our kids aren't raised in the same manner that we were and that starts at the top so bethany and i were working on ourselves and doing everything that we can to be the best versions of ourselves because when our children become parents guess who without even because when our children when our kids become parents the only example they're gonna have ever have had is us yeah and without even knowing it they're gonna be just like us just like us just like how we whether they liked it whether they agreed with it whatever they may pick and choose things but like we were for years we we said like we don't want to be like our parents we don't want to be like our parents and like we didn't even know we were exactly exactly, freaking like that little did we know we were our parents yeah we love our parents but time to break some cycles time to break some generational curses and move forward move forward so yeah all this to say very emotional very intense very exhausting oh my god i feel like at like four o'clock every single day we were like ready to go to sleep we were like oh my god how can we do more of this like this is insane so to wrap this up here is the 60 second recap of the show if you decide you don't want to watch it anthony's a dick very rude grew up in a horrible situation very mean to bethany bethany runs and hides bethany holds it all inside till she can't hold it anymore boom explodes anthony and bethany are mean to each other the kids see them being mean and they start to act mean as well cycle continues bam intervention time Anthony and Bethany learn about how horrible they are. They start to make changes. Guess what? Kids start to act right. (laughs) Tune in next year. The end. 44 (laughs) seconds. He literally timed himself. I can't handle it. Oh uh, my God. And all that emotional turmoil. (laughs) No. Through all those emotions on the. Through the emotions of. Through the roller coaster of emotions that we there went we through go. while filming, we had to take a break. And yeah, we had to podcast. take a step back and we discussed, like, hey, we want to be as open and transparent as we can with the Garcia stands. Just kidding. I hate that. I hate <laughs> that. We want to be as open and transparent with you guys as possible. And we realized, hey, we have been open, but we've, we haven't been 100% honest. So we had to take some time. Work on ourselves, work on our family, work on everything. Because I think when we came back, we wanted to be honest. Because guess what? Wanna, yeah. And I, I can admit this three months later. I quit my job 
prematurely we weren't ready like we weren't ready like i don't think we were ready for me to be around you 24 7 but is anyone ever ready for that no but that's what we I'm weren't saying, but like, we can only speak on us we're yeah not ready. but no i'm just saying but like that's what i'm saying, saying we, i don't think prematurely is the right word exactly but we weren't ready so we took the two months we have a routine down we have a schedule going like things are vibing um, the house is clean i know when people come over it doesn't look clean because literally all i do is wipe asses and mop the floor and it's asses are still dirty and the floor is still dirty i don't understand <laughs> but it gets done you know we we spend quality time with the kids now like things that weren't happening before right you guys anthony cooks so much it's so good like we don't eat out nearly as much as we used to exactly but like we the past two months have been growth just self-reflection it's been good so we're back in the swing of things we're gonna keep talking to you guys and it's it's good so just know things are going well in the garcia household continue to keep us in your thoughts prayers whatever you do light a candle for us whatever it is oh my god um we don't discriminate whatever but uh we're glad that you guys are on this journey with us and literally everything's gonna be out in the open so all i care about for myself is that i cried and you guys know that i cried so that's it no, hopefully they didn't catch the closet sex on camera though mom i mean <laughs> dang girl <laughs> Well, we don't have sex anymore because you started your period. So oh no, you guys, this is the craziest so thing. It's so freaking gross, man. I started my period last stop. month. You should, you should, you should literally start a petition to stop periods. It's so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the past month, I've had my period three times now. So that I'm probably this, dying. this wasn't on the docket. Okay, I'm probably not. I'm probably guys, dying. Whatever, let let it go. Let it go. <laughs> okay, but uh, we're gonna give you a little bit longer than normal podcast just because it hasn't been a long time yeah um and we went through something else um and it was scary we were nervous we were an emotional wreck it was deja vu yeah and it was with brooklyn from the what brooklyn was we've noticed it from day one yeah. brooklyn's always had a weird ridge on the top of her head like a bump especially when she was a baby and had no hair no you hair could really you could see even it. see it yeah we brought it up to the pediatrician and they didn't they kind of shrugged it off yeah they're like oh anything. it's fine it's fine it's fine um and then we went obviously brooklyn's older than deuce so this was even prior to deuce yeah deuce goes through his whole cranial thing goes to the surgeries we brought it up again to the pediatrician brought it up again that. and no that's nothing fast forward she's now six years old um, we noticed she kind of has a bump on her forehead. And it's getting bigger and bigger. Exactly. To so we're like, now I'm noticing it in photos and, things and it like wasn't that. before. So we're like, something's not right. We need to get her checked out. Well, we live in this wonderful town called Gilbert, Arizona now. We've got a new pediatrician. Yeah. Hey, let's bring it up. And he refers us to... A neurosurgeon. Neurosurgeon. The same people that worked on Deuce. Yeah. And with Deuce... When he we got the referral to go from the pediatrician to the Phoenix Children's Hospital, it was like a month wait, wasn't it? It was like yeah. a super long wait. I called the neurosurgeon and they said the soonest appointment they had available was three weeks. With for with Deuce. With Deuce, yeah. Right. So, and this like, is for a kid that we already knew he needed, he needed surgery. surgery. Like we knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Brooklyn, 
like we went to the appointment i think it was on a thursday mm-hmm. and the, the pediatrician's like hey you know call them on monday give them time to put everything in the system to set up your appointment okay cool we get a call the next day yeah from phoenix children's hospital saying hey we need you guys to come in on monday asap that was monday so obviously we're freaking out because right we knew deuce needed surgery we knew something wasn't right and, and it, it still it took three process. weeks yeah and so we went through that weekend um shitting ourselves and for me it was like i couldn't i feel like i couldn't really express how i felt to bethany because i know she's really emotional and sensitive so if i was feeling down and negative about the situation and emotional and sensitive it would it would affect her even worse so like i have to put up this front like hey everything's gonna be okay i'm trying to find but i could even tell with you like i'm not that stupid like i literally could feel the energy of you like being terrified about it so we're we're freak freaking out like freaking out monday comes and in the easiest way possible say hey it's probably a tumor yeah it doesn't look cancerous though yeah they said it looks like a benign tumor benign tumor and we need to go though and they don't they don't know for sure and she said like we can't give you a definitive diagnosis um until you get a ct scan but we need to get this taken care of today so we do a ct scan monday and that same day trying to look for that silver lining you know hey a tumor but at least it's not a cancerous tumor, right? Yeah. Trying to find anything to make the situation. But then at the same time, it's like, we don't know. Like, she's saying that, but maybe she's just saying that to, like, make us feel better. Exactly. Until we have the results. And, like, of course, we start Googling, or I started Googling, and I was just, like, not loving the answers I was finding. And it, I was just freaking terrified. And then it took so long. Okay, so it, <laughs> it was, like, a day or two later, and Bethany called I'm like, Bethany, stop calling. He thinks I called once. I literally called five or six times. I know, but I'm like, Beth, like, if there's something they're going to tell us, like, yeah, these aren't, like, you just be patient. They probably got busy. Who knows? But Bethany just wants to bug and bug and bug. But luckily, Bethany called because apparently there was some sort of mix up. Yeah, and got lost. the imaging forgot to send the the scans and whatever so bethany's persistence finally paid off for us <laughs> finally <laughs> um so uh bethany goes to the gym mm-hmm. shout out my boy eric <laughs> if you're in gilbert and you need a personal trainer hit him up right northington fitness and nutrition and nutrition i can't stand him but he's amazing <laughs> anyway so bethany goes to her pt session comes back and she's just crying. And I'm like, what, what's going on? Like, well, what happened? You know, I'm freaking out. She's like, the doctor called me. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, no, you know. Okay, like, can I just say what my phone call was, though? So she calls me. No, they called while I was working out, and I missed it. So I called on the way back home. It's a two-minute drive. And she says, and it's, like, actually the neurosurgeon that called. So I'm talking to her on the phone, and she's like, I have good news for you there's not like it's nothing it's not a tumor it's nothing it's literally the bone the way the bone grew it's overlapping and 
you know, it might grow bigger, it might not get bigger, like, we'll keep an eye on it, but as of this point right now, nothing needs to be done. It's not a tumor. It's just bone. Hallelujah. And I'm like, I started crying immediately on the phone with her because I'm just like, okay, so nothing, like, we don't need to come back, like, nothing needs to be done, like, we're okay, like, I was fully prepared that my daughter had a cancerous tumor in her head. I was fully prepared for that because let me tell you why with deuce it was bad news bad news bad news bad news he was supposed to be fixed and then it was more bad news it was never anything positive never anything good i feel like i had to give up hope so many different times and we get this call and it's literally nothing but good news and my body was overcome with like this peace and relief and I think it really was relief to where I couldn't stop crying like I was just I was a mess and I was bawling probably for like a good two hours I could not stop crying and then Anthony's mom shows up and then like it's just like because she was babysitting the kids that night and I couldn't stop crying I was just so relieved that there was nothing wrong with her after everything we've been through and I think it was probably like a lot of PTSD too from everything we did go through with Deuce and I was so scared to have another child go through all of that pain so that was probably the most amazing thing to happen yeah um and And what does she say about it we i kept telling her like oh because once we took her to the pediatrician she like started noticing the bumps on her head and stuff and i was like well you're just extra smart you know yeah like she your says brain she has an extra bone because so she's she, extra smart yeah so she tells people she's got an extra bone because she's super smart so but for those that didn't know now you know to our family and friends really close to that new thank you guys for your thoughts prayers support good vibes but uh we don't have to go through head issues again. Thank so God. Um, we're, we're amazing. We're ecstatic. Um, like Bethany said, we were so used to bad news that the good news definitely took us by surprise. Yeah. And uh, we're just enjoying each other's company. Don't know if Brooklyn will be playing any tackle football for head will fit in any helmets, but we'll cross that hurdle when we get there. But, uh, Lastly, I think obviously if you've made it this far to the podcast, you are a supporter of Bethany, of our family, of of what we do, how we operate, um, and I feel like you would kind of understand what we do and the process. Right. Um, you know, for us, you know, why we do what we do. Um, yeah and i try to be i feel like especially if you watch my instagram stories i try to be as open and honest as possible like if someone asks me you know how anthony gets to stay at home and like what do i what do i do for a living i'm completely honest in that the garcia diaries supports our family and that through the content that i create like i don't even like to call myself like an influencer or blogger like i hate those terms but i really am a digital content creator and through the content like i get paid for the content that i create literally you know without you guys companies people don't want to work with bethany but because you know we have people that are loyal followers and 
interact and without you guys this is none of this happens yeah um and i feel like bethany's been very transparent in that and also I, i'll say like i feel like you've done a really good job in selling out but staying legit what as bad as that no, sounds because like I, I feel like no. Though, I'm saying like you, you take sponsored pose, like you do sponsored content, yeah. but you've always tried to be true to myself. Exactly, incorporate those things into your everyday life. Because you know how many times I've received a product that I'm supposed to get paid to post about, and I'm like, I don't like this. This doesn't work. This doesn't work or for our how family. Many, and I'll turn down the money for it. Or exactly, or how many potential deals. I say no to Weight Watchers. <laughs> yeah, Weight Watchers will not stop emailing me. But not gonna but, happen. Like we went, th- Bethany went through a situation to where someone had agreed to. Um, it was like a, a not a, a partnership, right? Yeah, and I post. I kind of like alluded to it on instagram stories a little when I, when I was going through it. I was just kind of saying like I was having a really shitty blogging night and. I had showed like a screenshot from Anthony that said that um, he had texted me saying know your worth and I it really just was a horrible freaking night Um, I was so upset because there's only been a few times in my five plus years of doing this that I've had someone like treat me this way and so it was really frustrating and like I literally felt like I don't want to say like a fraud but like unworthy or I don't know she just made me feel so shitty about myself that it was like it was a really hard night so without going into like super crazy details of like the name and service and stuff like I'm just gonna because I don't want to blast her business because Una pelo. Because at the end of the day, I did love the service that she gave me and I think she did an amazing job. It just I don't think she understood influencer marketing whatsoever because basically she promised me these certain services in exchange for me posting about it. Um, I did like 25 plus stories. I did an IGTV video. I did Instagram posts. And like for me, doing those things takes a lot of time. A lot of time. Especially when I'm doing this in exchange for the service and i'm not getting paid like for every other big brand out there i would take the product i would take the service and on top of that i charge a fee and so i was doing this basically for free and i think in her mind i was sitting there getting a service and doing like nothing for it i don't know like i'm guessing that was her perspective based on like what happened um and in my mind i'm sitting here and I have to spend six hours editing an IGTV video. I'm doing all these stories. I'm writing all this content. I'm creating all these images for her. And and I did convert a lot of clients for her, just not the clients she wanted. Like she wanted a specific kind of client. It was just it was just a mess. And she basically said like I don't want to do these services for free anymore. And I'm going to charge you four hundred dollars for when you need to come each every six weeks. And I was like, oh my god, wait, what? Like, I I can't, not even that I can't afford that, but maybe my decision going into it would have been different um, if I had known that that's how much it was going to cost me. And I basically explained to her that, like, based on all the content I created and all, everything that I had done, 
you know, I would have charged any other brand out there, any large brand, like between nine and twelve thousand dollars. And that's even hard for me to say because like I really do love supporting small businesses and other women. But like I felt literally so unappreciated and like all of that hard work I had done was for nothing and like it really hurt my feelings you know I was literally sobbing like I was so upset because I felt so unappreciated and like unworthy and then I kind of like had to pull myself together like okay this isn't personal this is business and she obviously doesn't understand how this works and so like I need to just pull myself together and move on move forward and not like harp on it but my feelings were really hurt and I think that's it is a problem when like my brand is me is (laughs) I do take things so personally versus just viewing it as business and that's where Anthony comes in and has to like tell me things (laughs) and with that being said ladies and gentlemen Bethany when you go into a business deal make sure you understand if it's a long-term partnership, if it's a short-term partnership, everything. Yeah, Before and I you didn't commit to something. Right. My big mistake there was not having a contract because I thought like, oh, we're just doing trade, like it's cool. She's nice. Like that was my bad. But for those of you who look and see Bethany and think it's just so easy, you just got to understand like it's a lot of work, a lot of well, no longer late nights because you work during the day. But Bethany does it. We do everything at video. Like nothing gets outsourced. Yeah. We don't pay it's anyone to do anything. Um, and so, you know, it may look like it's just posting a picture, getting some free product, getting some moolah. It's it, it's a lot of work. It's modern day advertising. It's what it is. Yeah. And the uh, thing that drives me crazy too is the amount of money that she would have had to pay to get in a billboard or whatever like giving me that service and getting just as much clients yeah you are more than a billboard don't (sighs) shoot yourself short but it's so much cheaper to to pay in to give influencers or bloggers free services or even to pay them it's so much cheaper than getting a magazine ad or a billboard and you're getting just as much return on investment or clients or whatever you want out of it um and the thing for me too is that i think people don't understand is like my job is to get eyes on her page it's not to get her clients my job is to get all the eyes on her page which i did once the people are over on her page it's her job to convert them into clients based on her content based on how she's treating people based on what she's posting um and all the people that were going into her business for smaller treatments or services she could have easily turned those into you know long-term clients like all of that and the way she nurtures her people like that's on her that's your part of the business my job is to get all the eyes there to get the people through the door like that's you know what i mean like and so i think that just wasn't understood on her end which for me is really frustrating because i put so much time and energy and effort into it for free um and just felt like shit in the end Good. Got that off your chest. You feel better now? A little Got bit. A little vent sesh there. Yeah, but it would have made me feel better if I could just 
we're not petty over here so yeah but i would but, love to go back and just not have done it but it's fine but it's all good you live and you learn you that, that's the thing though that, that i was telling my friend today like <laughs> anthony's like oh my god more i was telling my friend today though like i wouldn't go on instagram stores and be like no one should go to this girl like she sucks because at the end of the day she was amazing like her work is impeccable she's great at what she does and i loved it she just doesn't understand influencer marketing at all like that's her downfall well i think that uh that's a wrap oh my gosh but yeah we got so much off our i'm chest. gonna leave you with this wise words from a young man named anthony can you put some like of that music like you want me to start the outro music so everyone goes through shitty situations you know scenarios that suck maybe even had a shitty upbringing but we have to acknowledge those understand they happen but we can't use them as a crutch because sometimes we get so caught up in you know what happened that it causes us to not be the best version of ourselves or it enables us to make excuses make excuses and act in a certain way i think that we would be much much better people better off as a society as as a whole if we just continued to press on move forward you know don't ever forget the past but also don't dwell on it and i know i can speak on that from personal experience so if you learned or got anything out of this it's hey gotta put the pedal to the metal (laughs) gotta put the pedal to the metal move forward because as a parent young adult whoever you are life keeps going and i don't know anyone who never met anyone talked to anyone who wants to keep up crappy situations shitty situations so move on move forward and that's what i got for you today wise words from a young man named anthony is that your new segment or something that's just for <laughs> okay. today make sure to follow us on instagram at the garcia diaries at sir garcia diaries and at the garcia diaries podcast Ooh. add me on playstation network oh my god lord dilf oh my god the kids go to bed at seven <laughs> bethany takes a bath so you know i'll Stop. be on the sticks oh my god so if you want to play with me um please stop um we would play love video games with me lord dilf playstation i thought it's lord dilf 03 lord dilf 03 oh my god okay lord dilf 03 we would love your five star reviews but i totally understand if after that <laughs> that's not possible <laughs> hey i told beth you can make money off of blogging if you let me play video games enough i can eventually start making some money but what are you talking about she hasn't bitten the bullet on that one yet, so... You get money for playing video yeah, games? Yeah, the Fortnite guy just won, like, 13 million in a tournament. Oh, my God. And how much time per week does he dedicate? Um, would you care if you had 13 million in your bank account? Yes, I would rather have you here taking care of my kids so that I can work. Anyways, um, we would love your five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you want to leave a review, like, on Spotify, wherever there's a chance for that, that's awesome. That helps our content get seen by other people and helps us gain more, um, viewers and, no, not viewers, listeners. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week. No, Because we're back. We're doing weekly? Yeah. 
I thought it was bi-weekly. Oh, yeah, bi-weekly. We'll see you in two weeks. Peace. Gosh, you're